time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, it's Lee Bauckham, the host of this podcast, the Thrivology Podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you thrive in your life, no matter what's coming your way. And man, we've had so much coming our way now, and it seems like there's always another thing behind it. And guess what? That's because that's the truth. That's what happens. That's, that's kind of life, which brings me uh, to kind of where we are now. Here we are in the new year. If you've followed me for long, you know that every year I choose a single word that uh, marks the year for me. I've been doing it. My family's been doing it now for approaching two decades. And uh, the way we do this is that, well, the way I do it and then the way our family does it is that I start in about November kind of reviewing the year, thinking about how the year has been, how I've wanted it to proceed, how I want it to proceed going forward into the new year. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking back where have I been and where do I want to go? And usually some words begin to emerge for me uh, sometime around the end of November, and I start pondering those words a little bit. Over time, one of them begins to stand out, and usually by about mid-December, certainly before Christmas, the word is crystallized for me. In fact, in some ways, I've already begun to move into that word. So I've already got a word from last year, and, and if you were with me last year, you know that my word was creator. And the reason I chose that word uh, is it's kind of a central theme for me is the word has to make sense on multi-levels. It can't just be one thing. And so I look for a word that encompasses who I want to be, how I want to be, what I want to do in the new year. So creator was the word for last year as a way of recognizing how I create my world, my existence, how I create what's going on around me to see my role in that. It also, for me, informed the fact that I do creative stuff. I'm a creator. I create content. I write books. I create podcasts, as you are well aware. I've created online programs. And in my coaching with people, I work as a creative process to create something new, a thriving life for people, a thriving relationship for people. So that kind of fit in there. And then I also used it as part of a tie-in to what I was looking at uh, last year of the drama triangle of how we put ourselves in the role of being a victim. And the alternative uh, that's been proposed um, is to see ourselves as being the creator, which puts us into an empowered place. So I chose that word. And this year, um, we did the same thing that we always do. So my family, my immediate family and I, and any of my kids' friends who happen to be with us, and sometimes it's nobody else, sometimes it's one, two, three people with us, we go out to eat. We go to the same restaurant. It's a tapas restaurant that we all really enjoy. And so over some tapas on New Year's Eve, we each share our word and we talk about how we lived in kind of a look what I did this past year. Here's how I lived into my word from last year. And then we present our word this year and why that word matters this year. So no exception this year, we went out and and we went a little early to miss the crowd just because of all that's going on with uh, the virus around. We wanted to do what we could to be safe and still hold on to our tradition. So we we went, sat down, and over tapas, I shared my word as everybody else shared theirs. My word this year, that's what it brings us to. My word this year 
is challenge. It actually ends up being the word my wife chose last year, and somebody else in my family chose it a few years back, although I can't remember if it was me or somebody else. It's been, uh, I think, now about eight years since it was used, but I, I chose challenge. And part of the reason that I chose challenge is because it meets where I am now on many levels, and my guess is many more to come this year. The first thing is kind of philosophical. I believe that that's just the nature of life, that life gives us these challenges, that that is the nature of life. It's not like, you know, I believe that we are forced into a challenge. You know, if you look back on mythology, you see lots of stories of the gods throwing humans into a challenge or or throwing a challenge to a human. And, uh, And so I don't really believe it happens that way as much as that's the way life happens. It's a challenge. Challenges are going to come our way. And one of the things that I often notice is that when people get stuck, these challenges they see from a couple of different layers. One is they see them as obstacles. You know, there's something in their way. It's like there's something that's been put there to block them. Instead of seeing that obstacle as a challenge, something to work through, to move through. Sometimes an obstacle is just a way of us going, okay, that's not my path. I'm not going to go that direction. But a lot of times there are obstacles that are just the places where we need to grow or we need to be able to move through those challenges. And so sometimes we see it as obstacles. But then there are also our belief systems that get in our way that believe that and, and this has been a popular psychology kind of thing, a self-help thing, that if it's difficult, it's wrong, right? That, that there's this belief that if you're coming up against a challenge, you must be on the wrong path, that somehow if it's not easy, it's not right. And I go much the opposite way, that, that there, is, there are times when there is something there that you just go, okay, it's not worth it, right? I just choose not to go that path. It's too difficult, which basically means it's not worth it to you. But the belief that if it ain't easy, it ain't right, this is the reality of life, I believe. Just open up our eyes a little bit. How many times do people go to the gym, look at the weights and go, well, if I was meant for the muscles, you know, I wouldn't have to pick up something heavy. Well, we pick up something heavy. If I wanted to run faster, I don't go, well, it's a little hard to go faster. You know, it's a little hard to put that effort in, so it must not be worth it. Or, you know, in school, well, if it's too hard, I don't want to learn that language or math or science or so many things in life that are just challenges until we get beyond them. And so many times in my life, I look back on these moments of struggle and I go, wow, you know, I I didn't want to go through the struggle, but I get to the other side of it and I realize the importance of that. And so part of what I've realized is philosophically, I just believe that life has challenges and our task is not to complain about them, not to get stuck behind them, but to figure out how to move beyond them, how to get around them, how to deal with our challenges. So my first layer to challenge is simply philosophical. It's just how I view life. The second one is what I believe is our actual need, and specifically my need 
for challenge in life. And one of the things that I've noticed is that when people are stagnant, they're usually lacking in a challenge in their life. And there are times when, you know, we've had enough of challenges. We've had enough and we just want to kind of cruise for a little bit, right? You don't want every day to be a challenge to get to the couch, to spend a little time unwinding. You don't need that challenge. But I believe that overall, we all need a few challenges in our life. I've always had uh, this idea that I needed several different activities around me. um, And most of the time, they had something of a challenge to them. And so I always believed that there should be something I could do that allowed me space to think. Something active that I could do that would allow me space to think. So when I walk in the morning, it, I don't have to think too much about walking anymore. I, I've, I've kind of mastered that. At least <laughs> I think I've mastered that. But I tend to stay on both my feet and stay upright. So I think I've kind of got that down. So I can walk around the neighborhood. And we walk, my dogs and I walk about five, a little over five miles, five and a quarter to five and a half miles in the morning. And that gives me time to kind of think and to be creative and listen to books and, and podcasts and other things that allow me to kind of broaden a perspective. But I also always want to have an activity that engrosses me so much that I really can't think about anything else but being present in that activity. And there is always something of both of those that I want in my life. So I love to scuba dive. Uh, my, my dive buddy, who was also my dive instructor, and then we co-taught together. And he's the one who taught me to be an instructor. Um, Ray uh, always said that his favorite thing about diving was that when he would get in the water from the time he went down to the time he went back, there was nothing else he could think about but that. It was it had to be entirely engrossing because if you're not mindful, you can get yourself into trouble, A, and B, because you're looking at such beauty around you and such a difference in environment that it takes you out of your everyday experience into this new realm. So it's, he said it's like a mini vacation. And I realized that that was exactly what I liked about it, too. I just hadn't thought about it till he said it. But that's the same thing I appreciated about jujitsu. You know, when I was rolling, when I was practicing jujitsu, sparring or rolling, as we call it, uh, with somebody, I, I realized that I needed to be focused on that. I couldn't be thinking about, you know, my taxes or an argument I'd had with somebody or a, a problem I had or a situation. I had to be present to that experience. It brought you strictly into this present moment. Now I've, I'm doing some uh, bouldering and it's the same experience. I can't be kind of daydreaming while I'm climbing. I need to be climbing. I need to be focused on the climbing experience. And so that's another piece that I always have in my life, that there's one place that I can kind of free flow think and the other where I have to be totally engrossed and, and processing. And then, of course, there's the rest of life where you're just you know going through life. Well, not long ago... Um, I had to pause my jujitsu for a bit. It was back in September. I'd just gone back for probably half a year after COVID had locked down the gyms and then just deciding that I needed to be safe, uh, given my family and and everybody. And so I stopped going to jujitsu. And I realized during those times, what I kept me going was I was still preparing to do jujitsu. So I have a rolling dummy at home that I would practice on. I would do exercises that were intentionally helping keep me limber and ready to go back to that. 
Well, back in September, uh, we had another incident that came up and I needed to uh, be out of town a good bit. And so I set aside jujitsu. And while I was away, I realized I needed to do little things to keep me going while I was away. So uh, I was at a very hilly, much more hilly uh, city than I live in normally. And so I took to walking in the morning those hills. And they're so steep that for the first little bit, I was huffing and puffing my way up them. And I finally went, you know what? That's my challenge. By the time I leave here, I want to be able to walk to the top of a hill at the same pace that I could walk at home. And I made it. I accomplished that. And it gave me something to do every morning to work a little harder, to get through the difficulty getting up, to take the challenge on of that. And when I got home, I realized that if I didn't do something, didn't add something to it, I was going to lose what I had gained because I was then in better shape with my cardiovascular than I had been. And so I started rucking, which if you're not familiar with, basically means you put some weight in the backpack and you start walking. It's what our troops do to train. And it turns out it's got a tradition that goes way back that is both a way of transporting stuff and a way of you know exercising your body. And so I took to rucking and I kept increasing the weight and I would get used to a weight and I would go, okay, let's see if I can do this, right? Little challenges along the way. And, and so part of what happened along the way as I was backing out of jujitsu is I realized that there was something missing. I just didn't have a challenge, which is what led to me going to bouldering. Then I could exercise specifically to the bouldering activities. So what it means for me is in order to you know, do something mundane like exercise, I need to have a challenge attached to it. That's just for me. And so part of what I've realized is that challenges help keep me going. That's my need for a challenge. But it turns out that there's some deep biological needs we have to challenge, like to challenge our body. It turns out that everything we're doing to keep ourselves in a very narrow band, you know, where you basically dress up and dress down and use thermostats and everything else to keep your temperature around you at, you know, somewhere between 68 and probably 73 if you're most Western uh, civilizations. Well, it turns out our body is really built to be challenged. And when we keep it in that narrow zone, it doesn't challenge our body. So several years back, I started trying to make sure that when it got hot, I got hot. And when it got cold, I got cold. I would go out minimal cover. Uh, So this morning when I was walking, it was about 24 degrees when I went out. And I had a very light hoodie and a pair of jeans, no hat, no gloves. And off we went in the morning intentionally because I want to challenge my body to uh, a difference in temperature. Lots of people do the same thing with uh, doing different um, interval eating patterns so that their body is challenged. And it turns out that those challenges to our system often help our body be more healthy. That's our need for challenge. Our bodies were built in the midst of a need for challenge. And so we have a need for challenges because that's what leads to growth. How do you build your muscles? You challenge them. How do you build your bones even? You challenge them. It turns out that when people do little small impacts like jumping rope or running or uh, lots of other vibrational plates or other different mechanisms to uh, challenge the body, the bones actually respond to that by growing stronger. 
So our muscles grow stronger, our bones grow stronger, our neural network grows stronger. That's because of the challenges. So we as humans are actually built to take on the challenges. Now there's another layer, and that is that I realize that part of what I've been doing lately is setting up challenges for in my work. That part of what I'm doing is challenging people to do more and be more, to find better ways of being in their life. That that basically, when you boil it down, there's got to be a challenge to make a change. And so when I'm building, for instance, a husband boot camp, part of what I was doing was challenging people to step into a new change in their life. There's a challenge to that. And there's going to be a lot more challenges this year for people that I work with of how to grow through the challenge. So that's my word. Challenge. And I'm going to challenge you. What is your challenge? Where could you set up some small challenges in your life to find some new growth, some new ways, some different places to be? What's your challenge? I'd love to hear. What is your challenge? Drop me a note at lee at thriveology.com. Lee at thriveology.com. Just let me know what your challenge is. What are you committing to? Now, I'm not saying I'm going to answer to everybody who, who writes in, but I just want you to think about that and put it out to the world because part of what I've realized is that when I tell people about my challenge, it becomes more real. When I tell you that my word for the year is challenge, I'm more likely to live into that. Every day when I get up, I open my calendar. Right at the top, at 7 a.m., it pops up and says, challenge. That's my word for the year. What's your challenge? This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.